hello, hello, and welcome back to Art House Garage, the snob-free film podcast where we make art house, indie, classic, and foreign cinema accessible to the masses. I'm your host, Andrew Sweatman, and this is episode 38 of the podcast. We are two episodes into season six, which is looking at the best films of 2020. This season is all about the award contenders, the buzzy films, the best of the year that might be winning some trophies in the coming months. Today's film actually had its festival release back in 2019, but it did not hit theaters until January 2020. That seems so long ago now. Remember January? Remember movie theaters? Remember pre-COVID life? Enough about that. Today's film is The Assistant, directed by Kitty Green and starring Julia Garner. It's a fascinating film, very minimal in its style, but very heavy in its subject matter. Julia plays Jane, who works as an assistant for a movie studio. As the story unfolds, she begins to realize that her boss, a powerful movie executive, is sexually abusing women. This story may sound familiar if you followed the news for the last few years. It does parallel real life, but the film's focus is on Jane. What should she do in this situation? How does she handle this? How many other people at her workplace know this is going on? It's emotionally intense and it's incredibly thought-provoking, not to mention very well acted and directed. Joining me for this conversation is my friend Sophie Barnes. Sophie is a filmmaker here in Arkansas and has directed a number of short films as well as acting, producing, you name it. She's very talented at what she does and she's full of thoughts and insights when it comes to discussing films and filmmaking. Thank you so much for being here, Sophie. Of course. Hello. Before we get into The Assistant, let's talk about what you've got going on right now. I recently saw you in a short film called Lullaby, directed by Claire Barnett. Uh, and I actually talked about that a little bit on IGTV. So you can find, I'll, I'll link that in the show notes and kind of my reaction to that. I really like that film and I think you are wonderful in it. So thank you for that. Uh, but what else, uh, what's the status of that? Is that uh, still going through festivals? And then what else do you have going on right now? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did act in um, Claire's film earlier, I guess. Yeah. Last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still going through festivals. She's got some high hopes for it um we've all got high hopes for it so hopefully that will kind of move through and we'll see new new screenings popping up yes. um but i'm actually acting in her next film which is called moth um uh. and that is it's still through uca lullaby was a uca um production film mm-hmm. and uh, moth will be her senior thesis film yeah, so it's about a woman who is um, going into labor, and she um, essentially enters an elevator without her partner, who is mm. joining her for the uh, whole ordeal, and starts to freak out, and then the elevator like shuts down, oh, no. and she's stuck in the elevator giving birth, essentially, oh and then she's kind of visited by some women from her past her mm. sister her mother and her grandmother and it's still in it's still in development so this isn't like confirmed yeah. everything that's going to happen <laughs> but that's sort of the log line We've um, got the inside so scoop I, yeah yeah um i don't know if like i hopefully claire's not like oh so why'd you do that <laughs> yeah, i can run this by her first if you want <laughs> oh yeah yeah but but i i think i think it'll be fine um yeah so that's that's kind of like in the works um and so we'll shoot that next spring 
um with like all the covid you know like guidelines and everything but Yeah, but we're excited. Well, that sounds fascinating. And, and you're kind of sound, so with Lullaby, it's, it seems pretty straightforward. And then it kind of goes to that place that's a little like metaphysical or something outside of, you know, strictly reality starts happening. And that's always yeah. a little bit surprising, but fun. So this sounds like maybe kind of along the same lines. It absolutely is. So that's if great. you liked that part of Lullaby and whoever watches this, if you like, you know, Claire's kind of direction, Lullaby, you'll definitely like what she has planned for Moth. For sure. That's great. Um, and then other than that, I don't really have much going on other than working and just like writing. Um, and I'm I'm like, I guess I've been an actress since I was a kid hmm. in whatever sense. But I've also been a writer director since that time as well. Wow, yeah. And so I went to school like to make movies, mm-hmm. um, not just act in them, but to make them. So um yeah i have several films that are still sort of showing in different places um mainly in the state i'm also working on another feature by uh, my friend david cruz who also had a film at filmland mm-hmm. um and um my uh, boyfriend is the producer so we're working on it sort of together he's the main producer and then he's just like so can you do this and i'm like sure why not <laughs> so i'm just sort of like I guess I'm a PA in a sense, like an office <laughs> assistant kind of, but yeah, yeah, I'm just enjoying my, my downtime after school for sure. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's my sense of the UCA kind of film world is that everyone's collaborating and helping each other out. And it seems like a really kind of a healthy space for creative outlets there. I would agree with that mm-hmm. for sure. Well, cool. I'll link to all the details I can for all those in the show notes so everyone can be involved. And then as new things happen, I'll post them on Arthouse Garage Facebook as well. Um, But yeah, I guess let's move on and talk about The Assistant. Welcome. Have a seat. Whatever's going on, you can tell me. That's what I'm here for. You're relatively new to the company. I mean, I've been working here for nearly two months. And you're under a lot of stress. Entry-level jobs in this industry are tough, right? Long hours? First one in, last one out. Good night. You're smart. You have to be smart. It's a tough job, but I can see that you've got what it takes. I want those new pages before I get on the plane. He promised the first thing. Where are we at? 200K and two points. Maybe you can put in a good word for you. No, he'll hire externally. Listen, his schedule has shifted. Does 7 p.m. work? Still at the hotel or? Yes. What? This is turkey. I said chicken. <laughs> There's a girl waiting. Oh, her. She's been here before, a few times. What is it? The wife. Say he's in an important meeting. No, say he's in the screening. Where is he? What did you say to him? What did you say? They told me you were smart. I overreacted. It was not my place to question your decision. I will not let you down again. You know, you can always come to us, right? Come to us first, okay? All right, let's talk about The Assistant. So this is a film from director Kitty Green. It tells the story of a young woman named Jane, played by Julia Garner, who works as an assistant for a film production company in New York. And over the course of the film, she becomes aware that her boss is sexually abusing women. And so this parallels some real-life high-profile sexual abuse cases in Hollywood from the last few years. So it's very timely in that sense. Uh, And the film also explores kind of just like what a day in the life looks like for 
Jane and in the moral dilemma that she kind of finds herself in uh, as she discovers this. Uh, there's a number of interesting kind of filmmaking choices made here, and I want to get into all those. But I think the first thing I want to ask you, Sophie, since you uh, as a filmmaker in many areas, but as an actor, um, that the performance is really key to this. So I wanted to see how familiar are you with Julia Garner elsewhere? Um, and then what did you think of her performance here? Uh, yeah, I'm super familiar with Julia Garner. Maybe not like uber, like yeah. obsessive fan level, but um, <laughs> she did a film in 2012 called Electric Children um, by Rebecca Thomas, I think is her name. Um, or yes, yes, Rebecca Thomas. And she um, she actually went to grad school with one of the professors at UCA, Jennifer Gerber, who oh, wow. also has made several features or uh, a feature in the state, and she's working on another one. Um, but Rebecca Thomas got to visit school, like UCA, before I even got there, and mm -hmm. I found out like when I got there, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like, are you kidding me?" <laughs> Electric Children was my favorite movie for years and years. I mean, I I still kind of put it up there. I wouldn't like say it's my favorite right now because there's mm -hmm. stuff that's kind of moved in the space, but. Julie Garner has like always been one of my, um, I don't know, favorite young actresses. Yeah, like yeah. I, like she, um, in electric children, I specifically like attached myself or like kind of, um, maybe not attached myself, but like, yeah, um, kind of paying resonated. Attention. Yeah. Yeah. It resonated with several things that she did like several little choices she made mm -hmm. and then aspects of the plot um and like electric children's about um a girl who is in she lives in a um like a um commune i guess mm -hmm. sort of but it's like a it's mormon it's a mormon um camp or commune um and um she like does her first confession and then she wants to hear the sound of her voice on the tape that was recorded for a confession. So she goes into this basement and finds this tape and listens to herself. But then she finds this other tape and it's blue and it's like the only one that's blue and she puts it in and listens to it. And it's this rock song and she thinks it like impregnates her. And so then she goes or like <laughs> whatever. It's wow. like a whole, this whole thing. And Rory Culkin's in it. Anyway, wow. long story short, I love Julie Garner, have always loved her. And this is definitely different. The mm -hmm. assistant performance is different from the Electric Children performance. Um, and I, I, th I, I thought she did a good, I thought she did a great job. I was like, I wasn't disappointed in any way. Like mm -hmm. there was, there was no disappointment at the end as the credits rolled, there was no disappointment with the performance. It was just kind of, you know, it's, it's one that I need to watch more mm -hmm. and more, um, because it's a subtle performance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'll let you kind of say something about that. We'll yeah, see. I agree. I think, I think the performance and a lot of things about this movie are really minimal and subtle and kind of understated. Um, well, first of all, Electric Children sounds fascinating. You mentioned it the other day when we were just messaging and I kind of glanced at it, but yeah, I, I love stories that are kind of like set in 
kind of extreme religious situation. So that sounds really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, and then I, where I know her from primarily is the show Ozark. Uh, yeah. And it's interesting because she has like a really thick Southern accent in that. Um, and and she that's not her normal accent. And I, I knew that, but it's just right, jarring right. to hear her and hear it using, you know, her regular voice, I presume. But then, then I look yeah. back at her filmography and I've seen her in a lot of different things as like minor characters i guess in she's in perks of being a wallflower which i don't remember who she is in that yes. but i've seen yes. seen that and so i need to go back and look she is in uh, a, a miniseries called maniac as well that i've seen most of i haven't finished it yet but yeah so she's kind of been in a lot of different things but yeah i thought the performance here was really good i think it is as you said subtle there's a few moments that that kind of stood out to me as like wow she's she's doing a lot here but it's and using it kind of within that framework of subtlety maybe like uh the the moment i think about so she's she's tasked with speaking to the boss's wife on the phone a couple of times Mm -hmm. um mostly because she's a woman and we'll kind of talk about that part of it too i think but yeah after the second one she you know she says i'm not going to lie to her and so she kind of is is honest and is like i don't know where he is etc uh, but then after she hangs up like the moment she hangs up and it just lingers on her while she's kind of processing everything that she just experienced and just and you can tell she's like dreading the the aftermath of this like he's going to be furious she's feeling a lot of anxiety like she thinks she did the right thing but she's not sure mm-hmm. and it, you can just kind of feel a lot of that just under the surface as she's just sitting at her desk like stunned and and worried so i think that was a good moment and then also the ending which i think we can uh, there's not really a ton to, to spoil or not spoil about this movie but maybe we can withhold just like whether she's able to make a big difference uh, you know kind of w- where this ends up um yeah but i think in the end she's, she's sitting in a deli by herself and she's been kind of just working really hard all day and we just she's been like good posture upright just doing her job and then she kind of crumples on this table and she kind of leans over and you just kind of finally see her like sort of be herself i guess and kind of let her guard down and uh obviously she's and she starts to almost fall asleep yeah yeah you can tell she's so tired yeah yeah because she's i mean this film starts at like like 4 30 in the morning or something it's not clear what she's getting right. like an uber or something from her house and it's way before the crack of dawn right so yeah i i did think it was a really good performance and i um I'm excited to see, you know, it could follow her career as she continues to act because I think she's very talented. Yeah, and she's won. I, she didn't win the Emmy this year, but she did win it last year, like we said. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, when that happened, I was like, heck yes, Julia. <laughs> like, yes, ma'am. Because I've been a fan of her for so long. Yeah. Man, she's great. Uh, yeah, she's great. So speaking of kind of the subtlety and understatedness of it, I want to kind of talk about the style of the movie. It is really minimal and and um, understated, but you can tell it's incredibly intentional. Uh, the things that are you know included and things that are not included. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the style of this. Um, for one thing, like the camera, I don't. I think it moves a few times, but I, I was mm-hmm. kind of halfway through it and I was like, I think the camera's been stationary almost this whole time. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of. I don't know, it feels kind of modern. That's a, a weird word to say maybe, but like the the office set design is just kind of a modern office. But the camera, yes, yeah, is, is still, there's some really unnerving angles where it's kind of looking down at her, um, like almost a paranoid kind of feeling, I think. Uh, yeah. There's some shots where she's like alone in the frame and, and she's kind of small in the frame. And it, I think that kind of points to 
how alone she feels in this situation, kind of the isolation of this. I think I think isolation is a word I would use to describe the feeling of this movie because um, she she I think she's on on screen almost almost the entire film and, and right. she's alone physically and then definitely emotionally for pretty much the whole thing. But yeah, yeah. What else do you think um, about the style of it? Go ahead. Well, so uh, yes, it's a super static film, which is like what something you notice with a film immediately, especially if. Um, you're starting to feel a little claustrophobic because mm. of that, which is not necessarily how I felt. Um, but I, I made a film like two years ago that was super static and people were like, Oh man, I wish you'd gotten more movement. I wish <laughs> you'd gotten this. And I was like, no, the point, <laughs> the point was to be static. Like the mm. point was to be blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, I loved, I loved the static, like dolly kind of like if there was any movement i feel like it was just dolly stuff mm-hmm. like yeah um and so uh i and i'm a fan of that and that kind of reminds me of chantal ackerman's work from mm. like the 60s 70s 80s um particularly jean dimon um which i love that movie um and it's you know uh, certainly the assistant is kind of in that realm because a lot of it is just her doing her work, mm-hmm. doing what she's supposed to be doing at her job as a, like rather than trying to like half of the movie is that. And then half the movie is trying to tell the story of what she's discovering. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like a good, whatever, like 30, 35 minutes of her just at work, just doing yeah. what she does. Um, and seeing her, seeing her trying to, trying to keep a happy face and Mm -hmm. kind of going back to the performance aspect, um, like she, I think Julia Garner does a terrific job of, um, showing just what it feels like to be at a dream job. That's kind of disappointing. Mm, Like that's kind of, um, it's kind of giving like it's not giving you everything you hoped it would Mm -hmm. like she's gotten this job that like he's the chairman like she's pretty she's pretty up there in terms of who she's assisting although she's still an assistant and she's going around and she's talking to people all day and she's closest to his office and everything like that Mm -hmm. um but she's still like she's being berated um she's being she's being taught she's being um condescended to and talked down to by her uh, coworkers, mm. the you know the interactions with higher ups are less than uh, less than okay. They're <laughs> less than pleasing, mm-hmm. um, and so and I, I kind of resonate with that um, sort of like the kind of like the the um, dry tone in a way because um, it is it, for me it was dry in the sense that it's trying to give you just what's happening mm-hmm. um and not um but I, I do think it kind of it certainly leans toward her side and um toward kind of what this film is a little more biased towards which mm-hmm. is um like we don't see the we don't see the actual events of any right. sexual abuse we we just see what's what people are encountering on the, on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, in terms of like static and just like kind of the misery in terms in, in like stationary, um, or static films, 
um, Chantal Ackerman comes to mind. And then I honestly kind of got some Edward Hopper vibes. Um, like there's a, there's a painting. Um, and I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's in a movie theater and it's a woman just like off to the side, like leaning, um, leaning on the side of the wall, like out, like right behind the curtain to enter into the movie theater. Um, and it's really cool because she's on the, like she's on the really hard, uh, right side of the frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that actually happens in the film. There's an, there's a part, I think it's when she's, she's waiting on the, waiting for the elevator at some point mm-hmm. and she's like hard, right on the side, on the right side of the frame. Um, and I was like, Oh, Edward Hopper. That's an Edward Hopper. That's totally an Edward Hopper reference. That's okay. Um, yeah. I loved the static though. I loved that choice to Mm. be static. I don't know that it would have worked if it were like David Lynch, like movement, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know that that would have, it would have been a totally, it would have worked in a totally different way, but just not the way that it worked in this particular iteration. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, first of all, that Chantal Ackerman is, is a filmmaker that I have, it's been a big blind spot for me. And after I've been kind of looking like, what should I kind of marathon through next that she's been on my list? So this is another point in favor of me finally catching up uh, with some yes. of those films. Uh, but yeah, as, as far as that static that you're talking about, the, the most recent film that I can remember that was static in this way is um, First Reformed, the movie from a few years ago with Ethan yes. Hawke. And the camera's really still through the whole thing. There's a few notable exceptions to that. But um, as listening to like podcasts that year when it was coming out, the director, Paul Schrader, talked about, and I've talked about this on a previous episode too, but like the transcendental style is kind of what he's all about. But he talks about using even boredom as a, as a tool to like almost lull the audience or, um, I don't know, kind of get them into a certain space headspace before you show them something else which i think maybe this is kind of doing a similar thing i think it's kind of like mundane for the first little bit like you mentioned it's just showing her doing her job for a long time and i think that like to the point that i was like okay when is when are we going to find out about her boss because like it and and even once Mm -hmm. you meet the boss character sort of you know we don't ever see him which is another interesting choice that i think think we see him um I think we do. Like I watched it again today and I think one of the guys, like when she's picking up the pastry and she puts it in her mouth, I think uh, one of those guys is her boss. There's like a flash, um, this is, a flash of his face. Yes. It's just him like, or it's just him like looking at her and you don't like, I, the, I think the key there is that you don't know who those people mm, are and you don't know, know that boss, that's yeah. her boss, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that's her boss. Wow, um, interesting. Cause I think I saw his outfit, like walking in the room mm-hmm. in his, um, meeting room or his office at one point anyway but i think it's just like that one time but it's so nondescript i love Mm. that yeah he's like an off-screen kind of movie monster almost like i think about like monster movies where you don't see the 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 creature for a long time it kind of had that vibe like am i going to see him maybe not um yeah but yeah and, and just that that kind of mundaneness i think so one other thing about the style is is the color palette i think it's pretty like muted and kind of it's like it there's a very little it's like kind of cold i guess almost like it's pulled the the natural color out of things um Mm -hmm. which i think kind of that and the sort of the mundanity is is almost like highlighting that this is like business as usual like this is just another boring day at a boring job and Mm -hmm. yet something so sinister is right below the surface and it's kind of just 
yeah i think highlighting how undetected stuff like this can go um so i thought that was a, a good choice as well and so that yeah. kind of segues I into love the yeah go ahead, go ahead. For sure. sorry yeah no you're fine i i love the color choice and i'm a i'm a fan of su- like just sucking all of the sucking all of the um saturation out mm. of it um out of out of a piece and that's that's what happens like tonally but mm. also like with the the color as well yeah, like it wouldn't make sense for this to have like a lot of warm, pretty colors because, you know, no. it would be really bizarre. And so, yeah, I think it just makes sense. And it's, yeah, I think a nice touch. Uh, and that kind of leads into, so we can kind of talk about the abuse and sort of actually just like the feminism of this film. Because I think it's, uh, so there's kind of the one big obvious thing, like this is sexual abuse and we need to stop it. But then I think there's some other kind of subtle things too. Um, but I want to see your reaction. What did you think of this like as a feminist work? Did that work on that level for you? I, I thought it did. Um, you know, part of me wouldn't be surprised if this character of Jane was like a little less feminist hmm. before this moment. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking for myself, trying to put myself into Jane's shoes hmm. and thinking about if I were at this job or whatever. I know, I know for a fact I would be um the i would act the exact same way that she Mm -hmm. does trying to aiming to please Mm -hmm. um part of her like in certain circumstances is like okay f off like i don't want to i don't want to deal with these people i don't want to deal with you like you know let me do my job and then part of her is like okay why am i why am i getting a little bit different treatment Mm -hmm. just i mean she's been there for five weeks and I, I kind of understood. I I know that that she's being treated in whatever way because she's new. But there's also this kind of part where she's smaller, and she yeah. can kind of be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the repre- like Jane, sort of as the representative of like um, the feminist kind of goals of this film. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was I felt like she was a a nice representation, but something lacked for me, maybe. Okay. Um, in terms of like the feminist voice or the sort of like progressive voice or whatever from this from this piece. Like maybe it was just like how static and cold it was yeah mm-hmm. and maybe i'm just like a i'm very attached to like exciting um like move like full of movement like mm-hmm. colorful um emotional nostalgic pieces and this wasn't that at all yeah. mm-hmm. um and so maybe that's sort of my like my own like personal interpretation but i don't know that the like feminism in the film like fully satisfied me sure um but i did love i and i think this may be what you're getting at but i loved the little moments where jane what had interactions with men Mm -hmm. or women in the office and you could see differences between who treated her how and why Mm -hmm. and when and all of that stuff like her interactions with the kind of scrawnier 
um, like um, honestly more annoying. Like yeah. both of, of the, the other assistants, assistants yeah. uh-huh. were so annoying to me. Like I, <laughs> yeah. oh my lord in heaven. And I lo- and I think that's effective. Like I know I know that that was the goal. Like yeah. that was mm-hmm. the goal was for them to be just so obnoxious yeah. and like when she when she's on the phone with the wife, she has she does absolutely nothing wrong. She's mm-hmm. just trying to get this woman to shut up and get off the phone because she doesn't <laughs> know how to help her, mm-hmm. and um and then the other she's like typing her apology and the guy's like and you need to add this this and this and i'm like i'm like but she doesn't even need to apologize in the first place like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just so ridiculous um but like (laughs) their their interactions with her and like this the guy with the the headpiece like can you take this like you need to take this Mm because you're a woman and you need to handle this i'm like literally like throws a piece of paper at her to like get her attention (laughs) he's so mad i'm like like, so bad and and just like the big like the hefty like pat on the back that Mm -hmm. the the one who sits next to her gives her whenever she's typing that response then he does it again or he doesn't do the pat on the back again but he like helps her with her email again Mm -hmm. helps in quotation mark Mm -hmm. um yeah that i mean and and if if we're like referencing that in terms of like the feminist like sort of uh, not agenda but like the right, yeah like what's going on fem like in terms of feminism in this movie i think that was i think that was more one of the truer um interactions or like mm-hmm. truer things that i saw in the film that like i felt like i've experienced this i've experienced like mm-hmm. dudes saying just really dumb things and yeah. i'm like okay like just go <laughs> just go about your business i'm perfectly confident i can do what i need to do yeah. you know yeah yeah no i love all that and that totally makes sense and i wanted to hear what you had to say because i mean i've never been a woman in an office environment but i have right? witnessed sexism <laughs> in an office environment before um but yeah i think that that all totally makes sense i definitely had that sense of like boys club kind of vibes especially with those two assistants but then her few interactions with the executives and stuff too um it just it's clear and then she's also kind of delegated to like the the quote-unquote like traditionally feminine things like cleaning up doing the dishes Mm -hmm. she has to like babysit at one point which it's like Mm -hmm. there's no reason she has to be the one talking to the wife and um they just kind of stick her with these things and yeah i think it you can kind of say oh it's because she's the newest and she doesn't have seniority or something but She's also the only female there and it, it just seems yeah. like that has to be part of it. Uh, but yeah, and that kind of gets to, to like, so looking at the whole system of abuse, I, I think that if you have learned anything about how these things work in the last few years, as they've all been uh, coming out in the news and things. It's like, there's a system in place. Like it doesn't happen in a vacuum. Um, and that's yeah. why once she discovers it, it's like, it's like, what do I even do? It's like, and I think like the emotional, moments in this like the shocking moments in this are all when she's interacting with someone it's not clear whether they know or not about what's going on and yeah. then there's like a moment when it's like okay they know and they're not doing anything and and that i won't spoil how many times that happens yeah. but um right yeah but there are a few moments that are like that and uh yeah so so like when she first finds out she immediately goes to the hr which that scene is fascinating one of my favorite scenes probably not because of what happens it's infuriating but it's uh i think the performance of the hr guy which i can't remember that actor's name right now but matthew mcfadgen yes that's him he uh yeah he's he's so interesting he because he seems you know he's kind and gonna listen and then um it just goes very downhill and uh 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. I actually thought he was going to, I thought he was going to play the executive when mm. I like, cause I had no clue about any of the, like I didn't watch the trailer mm. or anything. So I was like going into the movie thinking he was going to be like a big part of the movie. Mm. And I was like, I was super like, I was happy with what I, you know, what, what, it gave me in terms of his performance. I just totally came in thinking like it was going to be like a be Julie Garner, Matthew McFadden movie. And it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, no, that HR scene, um, reminds me a lot. Uh, I, like in college I did student government. Um, mm. and I had like, I was an executive vice president, like for, um, I, I was elected in the spring and then I served throughout the summer and I was supposed to serve like the entire year. And some people just did not want me to be in the job anymore. Mm. Like lots of people and not lots of people that were like my friends. They were people mm. who like, were all like, I, um, they were like all similar in terms of their ideals uh, their gotcha. values mm-hmm. like they all were in the same organizations outside of SGA mm. um, and like it was all like led by the president who was like my I worked closest with him because I was his vice president so I was like doing things in mm. conjunction with him and he was like leading this crew of people who like wanted to remove me from my position and I went to talk to like an advisor about the whole situation and they didn't, they didn't act like the HR guy in this movie, but they did act like him in like, like not, Mm. they didn't treat me the way that he treats Julia Mm. uh, or Jane rather. Um, But they kind of were like, well, I mean, it's like, it's like you, you have all this quote unquote evidence, but what, what level of evidence is it? It's not really evidence against mm-hmm. anything. And it's totally a different, it's a different situation. Um, but it's like, it reminds me of just like that horrible feeling of knowing that there's something wrong. There's mm-hmm. something wrong with the situation you're in and you could easily, tr- you know, attempt to convince every last person you see about that but then at the end of the day does it really matter because people aren't gonna people aren't gonna value your experience the way that you are valuing the negative experiences that you've had it's it's like it's terrible it's infuriating and it's traumatizing and all of that um and so i wish i i part of me like i'm not a happy ending kind of person for a movie like I don't I don't care about happy endings but part of me really just wanted um well and I guess we did get that because Jane the the fourth assistant the one who comes Mm -hmm. in from Idaho they sort of have a moment where she's like okay we're gonna see each other tomorrow and she's like yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's almost like she has a teammate now but that teammate is also like she's in she's just in the throes of all of this because she's now part of the abuse that's happening um just like jane essentially is just by being like adjacent to all this information and everything yeah. that's happening yeah that's all fascinating well first of all thanks for sharing that personal story that that kind of really ties in and um that's really interesting but, but yeah i think you're right it's and that's that's another level of this is like now that she knows and like what does she do about it is she complicit by still working there and you know how much are we you know if we're a small cog in a big machine how much are we you know responsible for the 
sins of an organization? That's a, that's a question I've asked myself in the past, even in like silly ways of like, I worked at a fast food restaurant and I thought, you know, am I like killing people by handing them their food <laughs> like slowly, right. you know, like yeah. how much yeah. should I worry about that? And, um, and, and then, and other jobs too, in, in more serious ways, I've had that kind of feeling too. So this kind of hit home in that way of like, what would you do in this situation? Like, the, you know, this mm -hmm. is a quote unquote good job for her. And, and her dad even says like, it's a great opportunity, but as you said, she's obviously disappointed with how it's going and then becomes horrific in this day in her life. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't even think about that as far as the, you know, I'll see you tomorrow situation uh, with with that other coworker. So yeah, it is, I guess there's a, a glimmer of hope of like they're in this together in some way and like maybe they're going to be able to um, continue to do something. But yeah. Um, but they also might just be stuck. They might be yeah. just sort of like in a cage together. Mm -hmm. Like they're, it's just like she got a, she got a cellmate kind of. Mm -hmm. Um because they're going to be treated the same way if not the the new girl will be treated in a different way than jane is treated right. mm -hmm. but it's still not it's not going to be happy times for her she's going to be harassed yeah. um in different ways than jane is harassed mm -hmm. um and abused in different ways than jane is abused and so it's like it's almost like those two are like a dichotomy of mm -hmm. women in um like male dominated workforces, mm -hmm. like, um, I guess sort of like the more desirable one versus the, right, yeah. um, the, the, like not more hardworking one, but the, but the kind of, um, like, um, yeah. I mean, it's reminded mm -hmm. me of that, the horrifying line when someone says, don't worry, you're not his type like yes ugh, yes that's I've like, been thinking about that a that's lot probably the moment in the movie when it uh, I was like oh my gosh like my heart just sinks you know yeah yes absolutely and and so she's like oh cool I you know love that I love to hear that I'm not someone's and then it's like there's so many different like mm. there's like at least there's two different um there's two different kind of takeaways from that line that mm. you're not his type oh I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna be sexually abused by I, my boss because he's not attracted to me um and that makes me how do i feel about that do i feel bad about that or do right. i feel good about mm. that like do i feel bad or good about my boss not wanting to uh like assault me yeah. <laughs> how do Ugh. i feel about that yeah. you know um like it's and that that's definitely like i think i think the complexity of a lot of these situations um are like the strong suit of this film like mm -hmm. the i think it's i think that's you know that's where this film really really gets you is in mm -hmm. those little tiny moments yeah. mm -hmm. and those small um those small looks or those small gestures those small uh lines that now, when you leave the film you're like okay what did i just watch you go back through cataloging what you mm -hmm. saw and those tiny little moments stand out and start to add up to this like stomach churning horrifying yeah, mm. like experience especially if you think about it a lot i think this is a thinker for sure this yeah. film is a thinker as opposed to a watcher and lever i don't know yeah but, i know what you mean yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah there's those things that stick with you uh yeah so there's that moment so yeah also the implication that like the person who says that line about you're not his type like 
that he thinks that's the point, you know, like, like that's the most important thing right now is whether or not this person's going to be abused by the abuser you're helping keep in power. <laughs> it's yeah, right. it's, exactly. it's such a mess, but then there's also a line. So for, there's like, there's a few moments, which I think is really strong where there's kind of like an unspoken, like they both know that the other knows, but they're not going to say it. So that there's like mm-hmm. a feeling of that in the, in the elevator towards the end. And then, um, and then the line, if someone says, don't worry, it's going to be, uh, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's going to be better for her than it is for him in the long run or something like that. Like she's going to get ahead in her career is the implication. and uh, Like she's going to get more out of it. Yeah. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. She's going to get more out of it than he will. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And also like kind of going back to the HR thing and, and even your experience that, that this film, I think, demonstrates the importance of like that whole idea of believe women, like because his whole argument is like well no one's gonna believe you so what's the point um yeah. so, so i think it really that that hit home as well as like this is why it's important that we have to take people at their word with stuff but anyway mm-hmm. i think i think we've said a lot about this movie do you have anything else you want to add before we kind of wrap it up um honestly just that like you know, I like, I love the framing of this film. Like I love, mm-hmm. not like the physical framing of like how it's framed, but like how we start out with her alone and we end with her alone. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just kind of New York stuff, yeah. um, beginning and end. And the whole film is very deeply New York because people aren't super nice in it and <laughs> yeah. it's cold and you know, all this stuff, which is not all what New York is, but it's a lot about what we hear about New York mm-hmm. and it's not an entirely untrue like um portrait of what the city is like and what it's like to work there which i i don't have the experience but i do have the kind of like adjacent experience of having visited and been like okay if i stepped into some a working woman's shoes in this city how would i feel and it's not the best feeling especially for someone who's really grinding like jane is in this film Mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's kind of like i loved that it was like truthful about the harshness of not just the company and the experience it within this like um microcosm of the the whole um like just the facility itself and then the people she's around and the situation she's experiencing but also just like the city itself Mm -hmm. the shots we get of the city are very like high production like you know bridges and Mm -hmm. like city lights and stuff like that but I think it's just trying to show how big, how how big and massive this place is for just tiny little Jane yeah. to be mm-hmm. trying to trying to do some good in this world in this big 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 apple yeah. that she can't that she she can't navigate by herself and she's really trying and she's doing a good job she's just like she doesn't have the support she needs and the support she needs is just on the phone. Yeah. Twice in the movie, you know, mm-hmm. and not even really a support system. So yeah. what I hope for Jane is that she and and new new gal pal, <laughs> who, whatever her name is, yeah. they they join together and they just become like a support system for each other yes. <laughs> because they need each other. Women need mm-hmm. women. Yeah, I love that. And, and I had the same kind of feeling with the ending that just that ending shot of she like walks off into the city alone. And, and again, it's just like, yeah, she's one tiny speck in this this big i uh, trying to fight against this big system like the system of abuse in which every person that finds out and then does nothing is is not only complicit but they're then benefiting from this abuse and and it's like how do you fight this like th- this is 
you know, decades in the making that this is even possible for him mm-hmm. to abuse his power in this way. Um, yeah. So I, I think it really, it does a good job in such an understated, like subtle way of kind of really showing the context of like how big of a problem this really is. Um, so yes, it sounds like you recommend this movie. I do. I yes. do recommend it. I also recommend this movie. Sure. That is the assistant from Kitty Green recommended by both of us thank you so much sophie for joining us today of course and thank you for having me yes it's been a pleasure and i would love to have you back again in the future just let me know (laughs) i will and that will do it for this episode thank you so much for listening to art house garage we've got a few years worth now of episodes you can hear all of those in your podcast app of choice uh, if you want to support art house garage you can leave a rating or a review in your podcast app or you can buy an art house garage t-shirt at arthousegaragecom shop stay in the loop about art house garage and the arkansas film community by subscribing to our email newsletter by going to arthousegaragecom subscribe Or you can email me directly, andrew at arthousegarage.com. And of course, follow on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just search at Arthouse Garage and all those places, or find links in the show notes. Thank you again so much for listening, and until next time, keep it snob-free.